Got me feeling like the clips, bitch, I've been grinding. Just rest in peace to Nip, I'ma keep shining. Rest in peace to Cookie, we gon' keep grinding. Uh, keep grinding. Uh, we gon' keep grinding. Uh, keep grinding. We're here another Sunday, Florida Proof Entertainment Podcast. Hopefully, I'm your favorite co-host, Amazing Spider Cam. Uh, like, subscribe. On, on YouTube, download on Spotify, watch us on Facebook. You know, where, where, where everybody at? Where everybody at? I'm getting lonely. Hey, what's up, hey, man? Hey, what's up with y'all? Hello, hello. Our guest for this evening is, is an author. He is the author of The Protector Saga that is on Amazon for sale. Uh, We'll give it up for Branson Grant is in the building with us today. What's going on? Hey, how you doing, man? Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. Right, anytime, anytime. So, uh, well, how's Logan and Shay doing, my co-host? You not be rude before we get into this. I'm good, you know. Busy day. Not alive in the vehicle. <laughs> um, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I just got off work, so I'm winding down, playing some Magic the Gathering. Well, I was, but now I'm talking to you guys. So, yeah, I'm, I'm can't wait to hear more from Branson. Yeah, let's kick over to Branson. King, tell us a little bit of uh, the Protector Saga. Um, the Protector Saga is a book that I started here um, a couple years ago. Um, I just got into my, the mind I wanted to create something of my own um, after watching you know, so many things growing up. So I just, you know, kind of took that out. At first, it just started out as a hobby. And then the more I got into it is the more I thought, like, I could actually, you know, actually do it. Because, you know, I started seeing so many different people in the industry kind of had you know, similar stories. Like, they just had a passion for you know, creating and, you know, putting some their own mark on the industry and everything. So it was something, it was that level. I was just like, I've... I know I could do this. Like, there's something that I could, you know, really bring to it—a character that would speak to a lot of different people and um, a story that people hadn't heard before. So, it just—I uh, just decided to put pen to paper, and you know, I've been doing it for almost over ten years now. Um, so, the fact that releasing the book was the you know, big accomplishment for me, and the massive amount of you know fan support that I've gotten since the release of it, and even before the book came out, was just incredible. Um, which is a big thing, like, because you always wonder when you create something, like. Is anybody really going to like it or, you know, is the story going to gravitate towards anybody? Is it going to affect anybody? So it was really great that I had such like a big fan support behind it when it came out and that it continues to only get bigger and bigger as uh, the days go on. So who are your uh, comic book influences, if you had any? Um, A lot. (laughs) Uh, As far as like comic, it'd be uh, Dwayne McDuffie. He was a big one for me, um, you know, him with Milestone and everything he did with Static and Icon and all that. Just like just him as a person in general, like anybody who's ever met him or spent any um, length of time with him, you know, always has something positive to say. And, you know, he was like this larger than life guy, you know, he was like over six foot tall. He's huge. And but like he had like this 
kind of kindness around him that everybody always talks about. So he was a big influence to me. Um, Jim Lee, he was big um, growing up in the 90s X-Men, especially the the show that came with it that was heavily influenced on his style and everything. Um, Robert Kirkman, um, and when he created Invincible and Walking Dead and like so much other stuff, like he his work ethic was a big thing for me. Um, and in the beginning, definitely uh, when the project started, um, Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver, uh, because with Ethan's work is what brought me back in the comics. I hadn't read or been, you know, doing art or anything at the time for a long time. I, you know, had kids and got out of high school and everything. So I kind of just was just working and going through those motions. But somebody, I came across his work and I just immediately gravitated sort of that. I hadn't seen anything like it. It was just super detailed and the use of shadows and just the whole, the whole layout of his work was just incredible. So I picked the, the, Green Lantern book up off of just the work alone, and then I found out about Jeff Johns and his writing style through um, reading Green Lantern, and it was just it was phenomenal. It was, it was just su- such an exploit way that I've never seen the character written before, and even to this day, it's one of the greatest um, versions of Green Lantern ever written. Um, Robert Mediti did a great follow up to it, but um, yeah, that's those two are the were to me the start of it um, with, as far as comic book wise. Yeah, I mean, when you hear Jeff Johns, you automatically think Green Lantern or Greg Pak. Yeah. You always hear, you know, Greg Pak as Hulk, and you know, all the all those are you got some pretty heavy hitters for inspiration. So yeah, and um, I got to meet uh, Ethan Van Skyver, and he, um, I was probably just in the early development of the Protector Saga, and the story just didn't feel right to me for some reason. I just wasn't. I felt like I was just going through the motions when I was writing it at some point, like some of the characters were, and I didn't feel they had a lot of depth to them. So when I met him, I was asking him, I was telling him about the project, and then he helped me saying, um, when you create characters, you want to make sure every character has a voice. Every character is, um, the main character is not always going to be everybody's favorite character, so you need to make sure every character has a voice and they all feel real, and that other people can see living through them and the choices they make. So when he said that the protector saga became almost a completely different machine after that, because I started investing more of like the people I knew around me, my friends, background, personal events that had happened to me, things like that. So the story had changed, but to me, the changes made it a thousand times better. It's, it's almost not even the same story from when I started. So that was, um, that was a big uh, help when I got to meet him for the first time. Yeah, so like when you're getting into your creative process and you're like actually in the development cycle, are you consuming um, other artists' work or are you just focused on your stuff at the time? Um, for the most part, I I try to stay within my own like realm because it helps me um, when I'm writing. Like if I'm actually writing, I'm pretty much in my own realm. But like during my regular day, I'm usually consuming like everything. Like I'm watching interviews with artists. I'm watching interviews with writers. I'm watching, you know, current stories and events that are going on in comics and stuff like that. So I try to, I kind of like, even before, like I start writing, I kind of immerse myself in the world of uh, that to kind of mentally prepare me for me going into this to how things should play out. Because there's things in writing and uh, things in comics that like, are not so cut and blank about how 
stories make you feel like they go into the minutia of like why these scenes made people feel the way they did without even having to say that and then when they tell you it you're like that did make me feel like that i didn't even realize that's why it made me feel like that like um there was a marvel interview about the black panther movie and they were talking about the scene where um killmonger enters the room and they showed that the scene starts out upside down and then the scene rotates right side up and it was to show the changing of the guard from T'Challa to um, Killmonger and how the world was about to be turned upside down. So it was like the filmography was showing you all this and like you kind of, you feel it, but you didn't need them to tell you like that was what was going on and everything. So it's stuff like that that like I try to get into to like when I'm structuring scenes and stuff like that and how characters behave and stuff. So it's stuff like that that I try to get into. Yeah, like I think that's an interesting point where it's like, it makes me think of like um, objective storytelling. You know, it's like this moment of the camera changing is like objectively has this meaning, you know, and I think that's some of the best material to give people because that gives them the free range to start using their imagination. You know, so now it's like, oh, but what what else are the other parallels that are like everything's turned upside down, you know? And I think that that's um, that's good kinds of work to infuse into your work. That makes it better, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, talking about how not everybody's favorite character is like the lead character. Do you have a favorite character from The Protector? Anybody in particular, especially if you were, you know, um, pulling things from your life and people you know? Uh, it's probably like a, gr a group for me. Like, I love, um, I see my art. My favorite, my favorite character I created was probably Momentum. It was at the beginning of it. And um, Liberty Force as a team. I love him as a team, but I love Momentum as a character. Because, like, he just comes on the, the scene, like, immediately and, like, he hasn't seen these guys in like a few years and he's like already like cracking jokes at like his old team for so like for him it's like no time has passed and i have and i kind of have that with like a lot of my friends like i certain friends like i can't i don't get to see all the time but like but when we do see each other it's like we see each other every day so like i love the fact that he has that carefree spirit like with his and including with his powers um so like he's just kind of like the the guy who kind of brings them together and makes them realize like yeah we're superheroes and we're saving people's lives but you know we're also family and this is you know this is all we got and we gotta be there for each other even when i'm like trying to tear you down at the same time i'm making a joke so like he's he'd probably be one of my favorite characters um from that team in the, at the beginning of the book okay that's what's up so when you're using um basically superheroes and comic book style writing, you know, everybody from everywhere who has similar powers, like, well, typically the black guy has electrical powers. Well, I don't know what, <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's been a trope forever, but. I don't know why um, that's a thing. <laughs> I, I don't know either. You never had black lightning before. I was like, all right, it's, yeah. that's a thing. <laughs> but um, in your book, how do you, in your book, how do you make, uh, common power sets unique or how do you make them unique to the way the characters use them or use them in everyday life and not everything just how to use in combat or just like do they have any drawbacks that affect their life outside being a hero 
Um, I feel I had like so almost every power in the protector saga almost has a cost. So like they're all not perfect people. So like they don't get things, and it's just you haven't. You're good, and you don't have to ever worry about anything. Like, even the protector himself with his powers, um, it may take a longer time to deal with. But at the same time, there is a drawback to it if you if it's not handled. And the same thing with every other character is there. If you, when you get more into the story, you'll realize that there's, there's a drawback to almost all of them. So it's almost a hint at the point there's a cost for power. Like nothing is, is perfect. So there's, I feel there's a lot of other characters in other mediums where it's just like they get it and like that's the end of it. So I've also put evolution in their powers to the point where their, their protector will not be the same person at the end of this saga when I finish it, when I get to like the end part of his story. So he won't be the same person, his powers won't be the same, um, and I'll be the same for every character. Because um, as people grow, I wanted the powers to grow. I also wanted the powers to reflect who the person is, kind of, and you know why they even have these abilities, why they develop them for them. Um, so that was a big thing for me. And um, I feel like in comics, usually, it's kind of just it's weird storytelling for me but like i get i get why it's there it's it's just like punch harder you know like do more of what you're already doing you know like that's that's kind of the but like if you go into storytelling like with anime or something like that it's the character has to kind of break some type of mental barrier to like get to the next level and continue to to push more to get even more out of it they can't just just decide they're stronger. They have to get to that level by, you know, breaking their own setbacks that they have to push forward. So I wanted to take something along that lines that kind of makes sense to me because I feel that's a life message for you because it's like we can do anything, but we hold ourselves back by saying that's possible. We could never get that because we weren't born like this or we have these opportunities on out there. This like we set ourselves back with our own mental block. So the powers kind of are on the same lane. Go, 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 go beyond your limits, go plus ultra. Straight up. That's, Surpass that's your one. limits. Right one. here, right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do want that tattooed someday. <laughs> I'm a big <laughs> Surpass fan. your like, limits. That's, that's a yeah. big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, like, um, first of all, I just want to say shout outs to Craig in the comments. Uh, Branson's beard lineup is fire. Wish <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can relate. I feel you, Craig. Oh, man. Uh, Branson, got, fourth, Branson got Josh some beard person. tips. Yeah, for real. My man is clean right now. Um, like, this happened in my last live. Like, they were just like, yeah. beard. <laughs> Bro, you grew up for a reason. You knew what you was doing. Oh, I'm just right now. I'm just growing it out, dude. I I haven't shaved in like probably like a week now, man. This is the longest I haven't shaved in a while, so it's just growing out now. Light flex, light flex. This is the opposite of a depression beard. This is a pure happiness beard, (laughs) right? (laughs) If that's Um, the case, I got I got the pursuit of happiness beard. If that's the case, (laughs) Um, so like, who are some uh, characters? that you could be compelled to draw? Like, let's say like some company, any company hits you up and who are some characters that you would love to do? Um, 
I wouldn't draw them. I would write them. I would love mm-hmm. to write them um, if I were to do anything. I would like, honestly, I would really like to do an entire line of like my own up with all the DC heroes. Like the whole, start the entire DC universe. Like if like you know like how they they had the Ultimate Universe with Marvel where they got to do whatever he wanted with all the characters yeah. and everything, create his own thing. I would love to do something like that. That would be that'd be really cool if I could do that. Yeah, DC would probably be open to something like that because they reset every few years anyway. Yeah, yeah. I just I would have it as like like they do like with different Earths like Earth five and three and whatever like that. I would just mm-hmm. have it as a different Earth and. I would just want to do a starting point where you'd see the origin, and then like I would love to do that and have uh, Alex Ross do all the covers. Like that's that would Ooh. definitely. I love his his style. Like is is like the most iconic. Like I have an entire long bin just full of his work just because yeah. he did it. I don't even care about what was the story. I mean, some most of the stories are good because most of them are written by Jeff Johns and stuff like that. But it's just his work, man. I get it's, it just, it gets me every time I see it. It just lets me think of a better time in comics. Yeah. Like kingdom come is insane. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's so good. Like, yeah, like, and then I recently read this, the Superman and the Superman, Batman, wonder woman and Shazam story. He did where he did the interiors. He did the whole book and it was, it's really good, man. It's, it's some heart wrenching stuff. And, um, that's honestly right there is why I got into writing so much is I loved I loved doing art when I was a kid. I loved drawing. People always told me I was super talented and everything like that. So but like to write something that makes people want to change their life or change the way they view things or get them into the industry or whatever the case may be, that right there was um something that drew me to doing this. So that's what uh, put me more as a, a writer now. Okay. So, um, outside of, you know, growing in life and surpassing your limits, is there another story that you're trying to tell within The Protector? Um, there's a, I would say there's uh, multiple stories. It just depends on what um, you're coming into it for. But um, there's, it's there to give you knowledge um, as to follow Brandon on this journey. It's to give you information about, you know, the islands, you know, in this world. Because, like, the way I have it set out, it's, like, it's an alternate history. It's this earth, but it's, like, it's if things would have progressed differently, if certain people would have been here. Like, there's superheroes in this world, so it's, like, different events are going to play out. But it's also to give you real history, because, like, I have factual history, but as well as, you know, made-up history in this world and stuff like that. So, and it's also to broaden people's perspective, because I feel mostly it's, um, you can't fault people for having stereotypes of other people when they never know about things you know like if there's no media out there to show them they're only going to go by what you know somebody else shows them and it may be wrong and it may be in a negative light so i wanted to bring a positive light to islanders and you know the jamaican culture and everything like that so you'll see for as the progression more of where the story is going is where it's coming from so there's a lot there's something in here for everybody all right that sounds interesting I guess I'll ask, um, what would be your favorite Marvel event and your favorite DC event that you have read? Um, DC probably will, it's probably always going to be Jeff Johns' like entire run. Like every event that happened in there from Brightest Day, Blackest Night, the beginning of his uh, rebirth, all of that, like everything he wrote 
was incredible. And um, I've always gravitated back towards. I actually got to meet Robert and Diddy here um, recently, like a couple weeks, like a week ago. And me and him were talking about it. Him, you know, the challenges of coming off of Jeff Johns' run and, you know, going back. To me, I feel like he ended it. Like he ended it showing what happened to Hal after years and years of being the Green Lantern. So, like, he had to go back in and show the spaces. So, I, I felt he did an incredible job. It was really good. And, um, you know, it was challenging for him, but he loved writing it and he loved everything he did in it. So I was glad that he enjoyed the project. Um, as far as Marvel, Marvel has a, a few stories, but like, I don't, I don't think I've ever measured up to anything of that level for me. But the King and Black Saga here recently was, was pretty decent. Um, cause I was, I, I love Venom's character and honestly, I, it never made sense to me for him to try to hold a, a book by himself cause he's a villain and most movies like that don't make sense to me. Like it was like the Joker movie. Then really, you know, it's kind of hard to be a movie without Batman, but it was the King in black event was pretty good. Um, as far as writing wise, as what they opened up in the mythology. Um, and the fact that so many different writers were, um using things from each other i say that's for marvel that's what it was for me is that so many different writers were pulling from other things that other writers had done in such a short amount of time and found a way to combine it all to make it make sense like the guy who was writing thor what he was writing took place in king and black and um the person after him so it was a lot of collaborative effort and it, it was you could see it was a really big team event that um really came came together really well so i applaud them for that they made all the all the side stories relevant in one yeah. year. Yeah. With yeah. the main with the main event. Yeah. Uh who are like give me like three of your favorite um lesser known characters. And the industry or just the, in general? In general. Um in general I'm liking a lot of the independence because of the work they're putting into it and they're trying like so hard um to get so like concrete comics that's a big one for me because he's like putting out a new book like almost every few months and it's like and they're all like tip top like you know the art is amazing the writing is you know on point um he's just brings he's he has so many people just gravitating towards him to help produce this stuff like it's it's really um and he's a great like uh, alonzo's a great personality like himself like and like he tried to like uh, I met him here in Atlanta here a couple of weeks ago, so that was that was a blessing itself um, to actually get to meet him. Uh, so and then his whole team and everything, and they're all just so incredible people, very heartwarming. They actually like we were talking about getting together and doing a whole event with like all of us, and we like we buy out like a big uh, portion of the con, like the center, and like set all of our stuff up for like it, and like do a massive collaborative thing. And I'm like. All of that is like it's very possible, and it's like we could really like push forward to be like a big thing. Because you know, like they come to the cons, like the you know DC and Marvel, their executives, people, they send people to the cons to look at different things and stuff like that. So it's like it is stuff like that that like puts you on their radar and stuff. That's so it, 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 him right there with his books and all the ones in his like whole um, lineup, big one right there for me. Um, I got to meet another one. There's a book series called uh, Lost uh, Lost Child of Andromeda. Of Andromeda. He's writing a book series right now. Um, I got to meet him, too. He's really good. Um, he's on IG. His book's out. It's really good. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit into it, so I got to finish that one. Oh, who else? There's, like, so many. 
I get I get lost in them, but I try to support them all and get them all. But yeah, those those two definitely I remember. Um, I've seen uh like a cosplayer of the protector like on your oh, page. Oh yeah, 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 that was yeah. Super dope. Yeah, I was curious if it was like somebody that you were working with, or that was like a fan that just decided to choose that, that was a, character. That was a guy. Um, so I uh, he started following me, and um, he was on he was on Ninja Warrior too, which um, when I went through his thing, I saw that. And um, he's Jamaican too, and he's like I've been. He does cosplay and everything. If you go through his page, he does a lot of cosplay, so he's incredible. So he's like, I've been looking like forever for Jamaican character. I've never really seen one that I could really get behind. He's like, came across your page. So he sent me a message. He's like, would you mind if I do it? I was like, yeah, that'd be great. I'm thinking he's just gonna, you know, try to do something, you know, but like to the fact that he took it to that detail was crazy. And there was also mm -hmm. the fact that like, it was so good. I was like, I always did worry about that because like comics you know it's easy to look good in you know comics but sometimes that does not if you do a comic accurate costume it doesn't always translate to like live action so when he did that i was like that would work that would the costume would look amazing so like yeah i was definitely super happy he just did it just to do it and then somebody else bought my book and they they were a cosplayer too and they cosplayed his momentum and they didn't even tell me they were doing it and they just did it when they shouted out the book and i was like i was blown away so like and then there was a girl who bought my book and she cosplayed as like female protector and i was just like this is crazy y'all are, are too much so like that yeah, is that right there was it's a lot for me it's the fact that i have people out there dressing up as these characters and taking them upon themselves like that's a it's really big to me to see all that um and i have another kid now um uh who i i meet every year when i go to megacon he's really great now he wants to cosplay major hammer and I, I feel he's gonna do an amazing job at that because he's a really good cosplayer. He does a smashing job at everything he does. So I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I, I really did like the detail in the costume. And uh, if they were gonna do a real live action, it would definitely work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say um, if you had a chance, you get offered the opportunity to put uh, Protect Saga, like on Netflix or, you know, a big movie company like that. Um, would you want it to be live action or you would, would you want it to be animated? I mean, personally, I would want to be animated first. I wouldn't, if they if they said they want to do live action first or whatever, I wouldn't, you know, shy away from it. Um, I would want to go animation because I feel like I want to go through each step. So, like, the Protect Saga was written as a book first and then the comic will come later. And then to me from comic is animation next, you know, and then I wanted to build my audience like that, like go through all the spaces. Like, so you can, any sort of medium that you would want to absorb this property in, you could absorb it in. And so I would want to go animation next, but I would do live action either way. Like it wouldn't matter. The only thing is, is like, I would never, I'll never relinquish a hundred percent control over the protector saga pro property because I just feel that I'm not gonna. I'm not um, close to ending it yet, and I don't want the message of the Protector Saga lost within the annuities of you know what people think is popular or what they want the message to be at this time or who they think it needs to speak to. Like I'm not writing the book for that. Like I'm writing the book because this is a story about characters and their development, and it can't be met with. Like, this is the current agenda, and this is what we want it to say. Like, that's not what I'm writing this project for. So 
I'm writing it for these characters. So that's important to me. Logan, did you want to set up the lightning round or um, you had a, a final question for him? Well, you know, I, I, I got to ask my favorite question. Um, uh -oh. So you're in control of the world right now. You have complete power. What's the first thing you do? This always goes left. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's uh, it's hard to say that because, like, you're thinking from a human standpoint. Like, right. yeah, that's it's too many. There's too many consequences to things like that. I mean, you get rid of ignorance. <laughs> so you probably solve a lot of problems right there. <laughs> there you go. That's an interesting answer. We're banning ignorance. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Game over. Yo, some people's whole lives would have to be erased. I exactly. You see what I'm saying? Like, he's like, it's just so it's so easy to be stupid all the time. You know, like it's just like, dude, just, just chill out, man. How, how do I live now? Yeah, <laughs> literally. Literally, what do nobody. I do? Yeah, I can't start arguments for no reason. <laughs> uh, Shayla, you got any final thoughts? Um, I was curious about what you thought the like the best part and the worst part of um, self-publication. Um. The best part is, you know, it's all on you, you know, that um, it's kind of it's kind of both, actually. The best part is that it's all on you. You're setting your own deadlines. You're setting your own project mandates. And you're, you know, you, this is you're the boss of everything. You know, I mean, for me, it's it's good because, like, I'm the boss of, of like five other people on my team. You know, my my completely creative team, you know, my, my amazing artist, Carlo Barbera, who's, you know, doing incredible work on the comic right now. Um who, you know, I can't wait for it to be done because, like, every page he sends to me is just, you know, absolutely stellar. And same thing with Walden Wong on inks and Warner on uh, color. And uh, Walden is also doing the lettering as well. And I got Dominic Glover, who's another incredible artist, who's my B cover artist. Um, so they're being the boss and having free, having, giving them the freedom to work on this project at a time gives them the freedom to do their best work um, that they've put out to the state, you know, to me, like every time I see stuff they do for anybody else, I'm like, it's really good, but it's not as good as what you're doing on the protector saga. So it's that, it's that level that I like because I think most independents get kind of lost in that. Cause it's like independent projects. Is, that's kind of the statement you get to them. It's just like, it's good, but it's not as good as Marvel or it's not as good as DC. And then like going into this, I, I already had that thought process. Like I'm asking somebody to buy or invest in a character they've never heard of. Like, why would you buy the Protector Saga when you can just go buy Batman or Superman or even the worst Batman story? It's still Batman, you know, so I can't just mm -hmm. go off a namesake of the Protector Saga. I have to actually tell a really good story and I have to have something that puts me at the same level or higher than the competitors that I'm going against. So I was really lucky to get people who are in the industry um, at that level already to be on my first project ever. So. So that is a great part of it, but it's also at the same time, it's, it is all on you. If it fails or you're not marketing enough or you're not doing enough or you're not making enough money, that is all on you to get. So sometimes that is work. Cause I mean, when you're with a company, it's like they pay you. Like they're gonna hit you with an upfront check and say like, here, you have this much for marketing and this much for this. And you have a whole team of these people to do this. 
which is great, but sometimes you can lose yourself in that because start flashing zeros at you and people start getting lazy in what they're doing and because they believe they have everybody else's hand in it and your message gets lost because of that. So it's a double-edged sword with that right there. Well, Branson, we appreciate you coming on. Um, plug plug all your, you your socials. Plug all your socials where you can find uh, the Protector Saga uh, besides Amazon. I know it's on Amazon. Uh, where else can they find it? Where, where can they find you? Where can they follow you at? Um, Grant Branson at Instagram and uh, Twitter. And I'm Branson Grant on Facebook. You can find the Protector Saga on Amazon right now. You can purchase the first part. Book two will be out hopefully February of next year. Um, I'm 236 pages in the book two, and I also will be doing a revised version of book one, which will be combined with book two. So you'll get both copies when you buy the second one. That way you'll be able to get a full story for that much, and then I'll be working on book three as soon as that one drops. And the comic is being developed right now by Carlos Barbary, who worked on Green Lantern, Super Sons, and is currently working on Spawn right now. So that's an amazing project, and I can't wait. But the link for my book is in my bio on Instagram, Twitter. Um, so, yeah, if you need to find me, that's it. Wonderful. All right. Appreciate you having on. Once again, Blur to Prove Entertainment. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, enable a not- notification bell. I, I, I don't know how people can just do that repeatedly. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> follow, download on Spotify. Like, the uh, page on Facebook. Um, check out all our shows. Loose Cannons. Check that out. Also, that was on today. Uh, I know I'm going to miss something. I know I'm going <laughs> to miss it. Uh, I was freaking uh, tap in Tuesday on Tuesdays. Followed uh, by uh, After Dark. After that, uh, Wednesday Night Fights. The whole Blue Proof Entertainment schedule. Check us out. Uh, Branson, appreciate you having on. Oh, having you on. Y'all. Thank you. I really do, man. And I appreciate everything that y'all are doing here. It's just stuff like this that, uh, you know, spreads the word about independence and other people like that that we're doing it. So, greatly appreciate you. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. No problem. All right. Check y'all out next week. Shout out to Zell and Brandon on the holding it down backstage. And then. Y'all too as well, Shaylin, Logan. Appreciate y'all coming on tonight. Got me feeling like the clips, bitch. I've been grinding. It's rest in peace to Nip. I'ma keep shining. Rest in peace to Cookie. We gon' keep grinding. Uh, keep grinding. Uh, we gon' keep grinding. Uh, keep grinding. Music you can hear with Make the people feel this return of the real shit Music you can feel big